Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talks. Uh, cheers, guys. Cheers. Oh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Oh, everyone, welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Mm. Whoa. Ooh. Holy smokes. I say holy smokes all the time, but this time I mean it. This is fiery. That is pretty fiery. It's pretty fiery. <laughs> well, your host, Cassandra Dinamel and Sharon Gonzalez. And for our 50th episode, we brought back our most popular guest. Yes. Wow. Dr. I LA. Know. Yeah, yes. I know. You are our most popular guest. You the are. people loves you. That's true. <laughs> the people's love. I meant the 50th. I mean, that that's great too, but 50. 50. I know. Congratulations. We've been talking 50. for 50 episodes. Well, that's 10. That's 10. Wait, what if I do it five times? Oh, three, four, five. That's that Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. <laughs> Are you adding more habanero? Yes, because it's actually so what? it has so this habanero salt has salt, sugar, powdered lime, ground habanero powder. It's kind but of the like lime a tahini. The lime, is, yeah. It just hits. But isn't it spicy? No, here, why don't you take a little oh in your hand? Oh my god, you're Let's trying to kill me over hand? here. Yeah, give me a little sprinkle, a little something. Here we go. Okay, this is lime. I think it's kind of balanced. Very nice. Is there a kick at the end? There's a little kick. There's a little kick. See, I want to cook with this. See, I would make some eggs. No, I would, I would cook with this for sure. Totally. I just don't this know good. that I want to put it on an already it spicy like, cocktail. It tastes like the Mexican limon candies. Mm, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're in the green yeah, the ice cream store. Yeah, yeah. That's what this tastes like. Okay. That's good. But this mm-hmm. is a habanero tequila. Tell us what we're drinking, Cherry. We are drinking oh. a, ton- is it Tanteo or Tantillo? Uh, Tanteo. Let's say, let's, <laughs> What's it say on the bottom? Um, but it doesn't have an accent over Tantillo. Oh, I think it's Tanteo. Ta- tanteo. Cause okay. you, yeah, because if it were in Spanish, it would, would have an I if it were Tantillo. Yeah. Like Tapatillo, right? And, and, this yeah. is Tanteo, I would say. It's Tanteo. We're drinking a habanero infused 100% Blanco tequila and we mixed it we fresh squeezed some regular oranges also a blood orange and we added a little bit of orange bitters Mm -hmm. and we have a tiny bit of do we use uh grand marnier we use grand marnier we use grand marnier to make this cadillac we had and we didn't use agave no because we have it on standby we had some fresh juicy oranges yeah but we didn't we didn't really want to like. I don't think you needed to. We didn't know. Yeah, no, no. It's good. It's fresh squeezed yeah. orange juice. It's like yeah. all of the. Um, it's all of the vitamin C you need, and then I did a tahini rim, and then I just sprinkled this habanero salt inside of it. But I felt like I could have rimmed it with it too. Oh, okay. I was assuming that is what was on the rim. But this no. no. Well, because yeah. we had already rimmed it with the tahini, and then we went to open the uh, bottle, mm-hmm. and we found the salt that was attached to the bottle. Mm. So I feel like had we known that was there, we probably just would have used that. But it's you know really what? tasty. Yeah. Well, no, it is good. It's mm-hmm. just, it's like spice on spice on spice. Do you know, I'm sure you know this, LA. Do you know what a Scoville score is? Scoville? A what? A Scoville. How do you spell it? S-C-O-V-I-L-L-E. I have no idea what that is. So a Scoville score is what ranks how hot Where's the habanero? Oh. It's at the top. That's not at the top. No, yeah. What's I mean, that ghost? it's under ghost, ghost pepper. pepper. It's under ghost. Oh, it's pepper. under ghost pepper. Okay, but I'm it's saying like I'm ghost. saying, relatively speaking, like it's got mild, medium, hot, fire, and habanero 
is right up there under ghost pepper the and above Thai chili. Is the flavor? I feel like it's the only hot pepper that the flavor is also still good. Because mm-hmm. when some some hot it's stuff is so hot, scalding your mouth, then it's like. But the flavor is no there. Yeah, like it, habanero has such a like smoky, yummy flavor too. That and it's got the kick. It's just like the perfect pepper. So I, I mean, so. it says it's one hundred thousand to three hundred fifty thousand, which I feel like that's a big range. To what one hundred thousand to three hundred fifty thousand? Well, what? that's the thing is it doesn't have a unit on it. It's just like that is what the the scale. I think okay, let me see. It's just the, it says that the scale for the Scoville scale. Okay, maybe Scoville. I might be saying this wrong. Scoville. I mean, Scoville. I didn't know the name of it, but I who knew who is that this, this person existed. who made this scale? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's like I knew it was a thing. Mm. There's peppers have rankings. That makes sense. And this the Scoville scale is zero at the bottom, which is a bell pepper, up to fifteen million, <laughs> which is the- big range here, which is. Uh, Capsaicin? Capsaicin? I don't even know what that is. Pepper spray is two million. Yeah, well, I I watched that, what's that podcast, Hot Wings? Yeah. Hot Ones? Yeah. Oh. And they use, and I bought two. That's a YouTube show, YouTube show, yes, what it is, yeah. And they, and, um, you know, he has them lined up, and you can go on YouTube, and it shows you what type. Yeah, yeah. And I bought two of them, and I make soups sometimes, and I like, I like my soups. I don't make the batch spicy, because I have a family that does not like that. But I put like two dashes in my soup. Yeah. I made a um a tortilla chicken soup last week. I put two dashes and I could not. My <laughs> eyes were burning. I was just like, but then I kept and my, my daughter was like, why do you keep eating it? Like, because you can't stop. It's addicting. It is. It's like you because the other thing that I love that people are like, what is wrong with you? Is when something is temperature hot oh. and also spicy. So you're like yeah, literally burning your mouth. That's me. That's and not like, a, that's not a good time to see. Me. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Uh-uh. Yeah. I love if something. I like need a, a kick. Like if something doesn't have a kick to it, yeah. it tastes bland. Absolutely. I I think I, it's something it's wrong with taste buds. See, I, I think it's, it's something wrong problem. with our taste buds. I get my kick from vinegar. I like, do love vinegar I, as well. So I, yeah. I listen. I like hot sauce, but yeah. I like I like some you know like some Franks. Yep. I like Cholula. Cholula's I, I don't mind vinegary. some Cholula. Yeah. I like. I'll do yeah. some tapatio, and I yeah. have some like I, I do have some cool low key mom and pop brands that I like as well that I'll pick up. But mm-hmm. I live when it comes to hot sauce, I live in the mild to medium range. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to overall spice, I'm kind of a medium person. But oh, if okay. I'm adding additional spice, I just wanted to give it a little flavor, a little something, and it needs to be vinegar based for me. Yeah. yeah. I would rather on my food take rice vinegar, balsamic vinegar, white vinegar. Like I've got a whole vinegar section mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. and I've probably got like 18 different types of vinegar because that is how I want to get that extra something yeah it's not the um, actual like burning I, your taste buds. yeah I agree I, I, like I, I love a kick though mm-hmm. everything my spaghetti if I make spaghetti at my plate is covered in chili flakes I mean yep. I can't eat food I mean I made a savory oatmeal one time like, this is, like, in the pandemic. Like, you know, people were posting recipes, and this girl was, like, you know, some shallots and mushrooms and, oh. and like, you know, like, uh, was it, like, almond cream or coconut cream, and you cook your oats slow. And I was, like, and I, it was delicious. It's like, it was very mushroomy, but I added so much hot, hot pepper flakes. Yeah. Just to make it taste good. Yeah. Yeah. I've accidentally given juniper 
so I mean I don't know Italian food like I grew up not having Italian food at all um so like I don't know all the different sauces I don't know the types of pasta like nothing and so I made her I made all of us you know pasta meat sauce is like the extent of my Italian cooking and it was can't mess with the basics arabiata or our how do you say that arabiata arabiata sauce which I had no idea was a spicy Mm -hmm. and so we're all eating all of a sudden Junie's like Oh, like, it was like, start crying, and I'm like, oh my god, what's wrong? Because you didn't eat it first, or you I just, your taste yeah, buds are so like desensitized. Yeah. probably thought you were like, a red yeah. sauce is a red sauce yeah. to me. No. Like, that's yeah. how much I don't know about Italian stuff. I'm like, and then I looked at, I literally yeah. had to Google It has a chili in it. It has yeah. like a, um, they, like a Calabrian or something in there. There's something in there, that, in the sauce. Yeah. Yeah, it might just be like the red pepper, flavor, but it, it does have a kick to it. And I, I and, I, and I think that there's a range because I've gone places where I get the Arabiata and it's just got like a pleasant little punch to mm-hmm. it. And then I've gone places where I'm like, this yeah. is really effing hot. Yeah. And uh-huh. yeah. I just, it's, it's too hot to enjoy. Mm. I'm very like, I love a diavolo pizza. Ooh. Like I love a spicy oh, salami love, situation, yeah. mm-hmm. but I kind of think that that's cause you've got a non-spicy other stuff. Red yeah. balancing Cheese. Yeah. 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 I agree. I mean, we're talking about food. Kids nutrition. Because I feel like we all have Speaking kids. Speaking of giving your kid accidental spice. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it was a perfect little it's segue. Good, yeah, she talked about giving her kid. Yeah. And I'm like, I eat pretty fairly. I'm an 80-20 girl. You know what I mean? Any yeah. day of the yeah. week, you can find yeah, me 80-20. Pretty healthy. Yep. Pretty healthy. So my daughter, I've never given her, um, she ate what I ate. So when she started to eat, I didn't make, I mean, obviously when she was on soft foods, I made her like sweet potatoes. And mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. But when she started to eat solids, I would make my family a meal and give her just a side or maybe have to cook the rice longer Mm -hmm. or whatever you do. And so I never really got into the like kids nuggets. No, you know, at at Whole Foods or Ralph's when you go and it's like Dr. Prager's broccoli bites or Mm -hmm. well, which is better than it is. He who also made the patties like the chicken with the broccoli inside of the chicken patty organic. But I mostly made her meals myself, and mm-hmm. she follows the 80-20 because I follow the 80-20. Sure. I've never given her, you know, we go to a restaurant, she eats what I eat. She's mm-hmm. off the adult menu. We don't do kids' menu. Mm-hmm. We don't do kids' menu. And I do think kids' nutrition these days, from what constitutes as food for kids, is probably close to, like, chemical, like, food poisoning. Like, what we think is kids' food in America, America only. Well, kids' menus are kind of a North American thing. I feel like it is. North America, mm-hmm. and they're not. They're not. Unless you go to a resort that's very westernized, totally. right? Like, yeah. if there's some resorts that cater to North American tourists. You'll find a butter yeah. pasta on any menu for any kid. Yeah. 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 It's hard to know, like, what to feed your kid. I feel like I've had a different mentality because, like, my mom, you know, growing up in her culture, she, like, taught us a certain way. So I feel like we we weren't really raised in, like, an American westernized, like, food culture. But we did, my mom babysat, and she raised, helped to raise a lot of other people's kids who did send them with, like, puree, you know, the, the mm-hmm. baby food and all right. that stuff. So I was familiar with it growing up. But, um, you know, there's so many, so many, like, things to think about when you're feeding your child that you don't, it, it's so a little scary a little bit. And like I've talked about before on my Instagram, there's this, um, this company called solid starts that like gave the best guide 
to doing like the the new like baby led. I don't know how new baby led weaning. That right. term is newer. It's, right. It's it's an old way of of totally. It's what you did. You yes, know, absolutely. you you give them the food. It's essentially not pureeing the foods. It's giving them whole foods, mm-hmm. but knowing like how to slice it, how to cook it, so that they're practicing chewing mm-hmm. whole uh, foods from yeah. the start. It's right. so nerve wracking because I'm in that phase with my tiny human right now, and I. I remember do it like I must have blocked it out because I know that I had to do it yeah. with our daughter, but like I I can't remember. It was too far away. It's so nerve wracking because you have to give them practice at chewing things. So you want to do things like watermelons, nice and soft, and mm-hmm. can kind of dissolve. But I swear, like. I'm on high alert because he's still trying to figure out how to chew, and then it goes down his throat the wrong way, and he's like, (laughs) oh, and it's just so nerve-wracking because he's he's now in this phase where he's learning, and he can either eat things that are, like, crispy, crunchy or purees, but he hasn't figured out the in-between, so he's still having a really hard time with things like eggs. Right. Yeah. Because he did, he thinks it's soft and that he can just swallow it yeah. as opposed to chewing it. And they say that you're supposed to start with the soft foods, but he's having a harder time with the soft foods. It, well, it could be a texture thing. I mean, yeah. these kids come in this life a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I, I used to do, like, avocado was on. I had a book. I'm trying to think. When you said what you followed, I yeah. did follow a nutrition for infants book where it was, like, every transitional eating phase, like, when they would graduate to the next phase and it was like um, avocado and banana slices were perfect because yeah. you can marry mm-hmm. the two and it's like a little the sweet the fat and the sweet yeah, yeah. and Skylar would pick the banana and then the moment she put uh, avocado she go Bleh. and she would spit it out and like wipe her tongue and I was like girl you're from California you, <laughs> you love, avoca- love avocado Rick was like babe she's fucking hates avocados like, <laughs> she doesn't even know what her name is like how do you hate avocado well, they have to go out with preferences yeah, they do 100% right? she Judy didn't really she at first she like was okay with sweet potato and she literally eats like everything she does not yeah she has a good palate I yeah see she does but like potatoes except french fries she'll like right. down a french fry well, but who like, doesn't love a fried potato, potato any a potato in any other form She's like, that's Skylar. Good. Skylar hates it's potatoes. Weird. That's not everyone. Well, I have yeah. to say, so and like, you know, this is not passing judgment by any means because people have got different priorities. you got to feed your kid, but you feed your kid. But I think that the sooner you start them on clean foods with diverse palates, even if it's just a couple of bites or getting it on their tongue, mm-hmm. exposing them, and they have all of this food science behind it. Yeah. Um, because I've had to dive back into my pediatric nutrition mm-hmm. studies because yeah. I because I I didn't do it for a long time right. and even when I when I studied nutrition it was adult nutrition so I had to when I had Mavi I had to learn about pediatric differences because for example kids do not need as much protein yeah. as we do mm-hmm. so they say as an adult especially as a female over 30 but as an adult that you need to be eating about a gram of protein per your ideal body weight. So, like, if you're trying to lose weight, you know, you can make that number a little lower. But if you're happy with where you're at, if you are 185 pounds, you should be eating 185 pounds of protein. And it's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. It's like you just got to be eating chicken breast all day. Let me tell you something. really hard. I try to make it easy. I get these organic pre-cooked chicken things. I get all these things. I never go over 
90. I've never gone over 90 it's grams hard. of protein a day. It is freaking hard. I started making like, a protein coffee that will blow your mind. I'm yeah. going to have to make it for you guys. Really? I use this uh, protein powder from Just Ingredients. Mm-hmm. And so hers are really clean. She does use some stevia, but she mm-hmm. can't like, it doesn't have the stevia taste to it because it's very subtle. And she's got this vanilla bean protein powder that I mix with some um, chocolate mushroom powder. And I Ooh. blend it in the Nutribullet with coffee and it's frothy. It's almost like a bulletproof coffee, yeah, but yeah. not as oily. Yeah, It's yeah. more so like, pro- it's foamy and it's frothy and I it's got 20 gram of protein. Yeah. So it's I, like your afternoon coffee pick me up or your late morning well, if coffee. If I do two of those. That's if I do 40. And, 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 then and it, it doesn't it doesn't bloat you and make you feel super full. Yeah, I have super clean protein for that uh, too. Ooh, I'm going to do that because honestly, I my girlfriend follows macros very closely and she has to eat 138 grams of protein. That's a lot. And every day she sends me her, she has like the app and she's like on her best day, 100, 101. Yeah, and she's hard. like, Sherry, this is a lie, but she is slimming down and she is yeah. losing weight. She's eating yeah. her carbs, her fats, her, and I'm like, if you can start now, she can eyeball it a little bit. Like she's been doing it for so long that she yeah. can be like, Oh, I know I need more of that, more of that. I can't do macros, uh, but the only macro, no. but my mm-hmm. OBGYN and my little hormone specialist lady told me focus on the protein first. That's true. Yeah. Rob Wolf says if you eat, because he, he's a pretty you know, famous nutritionist, and he's, he's saying if you fill up on protein, you don't have to worry about fats and carbohydrates because the only reason that you are overdoing your pastas or your breads or your unhealthy fats is because you're still hungry because you haven't gotten enough protein. Yes. Mm-hmm. So eat your protein, prioritize your protein, yeah. and then just kind of like let the rest of the food be what it is. Yes, proteins, greens, and I do like a little palm full of a very like complex carb. That's kind of my life. So with the kiddos, it's different. With the kids, it's about a gram of protein for every two pounds of body weight. And keep in mind that they're growing. So it's their, their protein requirements, relatively speaking, are about half of what ours are, right? And this is talking about kids that are kind of uh, toddlers and on, right? We're not talking about infants. I right, mean, right, infants right. need a lot of fats, yeah. Um, which is why you want to get them on those avocados and yeah. such. But also, salmon. I used to give Skylar salmon and eggs in the morning. So this book I had, it said, "Do not think you need to give breakfast a kid foods for breakfast. Breakfast yeah. foods for breakfast. Absolutely. You I just in, talked to my brother about this. Yeah, it's yeah. about introducing food at any given time, so that way they can be more adventurous and accepting. I would, yeah. I would, I would used to put on Instagram some like sautéed salmon." with eggs and my aunts would DM me and they would be pissed. You're giving her fish. Well, that's a Westernized thing too, because the traditional eggs, Western breakfast, like that's a very North American thing. Yeah. So a lot of times in in Europe, they're not eating breakfast. They're having maybe a cappuccino, right? Yeah. Um, But breakfast is not a huge thing in a lot of places in the world. And then you go places like in Asia (laughs) and it's a lot of like soup and rice and even like dumplings for breakfast. It's noodles. Noodles. It's noodles. Carbs. So good. Rice, noodles, soup. Noodles for breakfast is like my favorite part of you're Thai. You're half Thai. Malaysian. Malaysian, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I answered that I like, that. <laughs> I answered that like, no, she's Malaysian. Don't you know? Right. But wait, the Mayo Clinic says, so this is, I went on the Mayo Clinic because I was like, you know what, kids, <coughs> I like got a, um, something. something spicy. No, that's a good reason to cough. I'm not cutting that out because I'm trying to tell people how spicy this fucking drink is. No, but I don't mind coughing. But it, um, they basically said that it's based on your child's activity level for, it is. and yeah. they're saying yeah. some, so they're saying kids that are more sedentary, 
need more like DHA and all these other mm-hmm. different types of fats. Lower but they, carbs, higher fats. Lower yeah. carbs, higher but fats. But they still need carbs. And this is the big thing because carbs get demonized. And if you are working out, if you're athletic, as, as an adult, yeah. you're still going to need carbohydrates. Absolutely. Like maybe you carb cycle a bit mm-hmm. um, just to keep, you know, your metabolism confused. Metabolic confusion mm-hmm. is a big thing. Right. But with kids, you have to think, even if they're not super active in an activities, like maybe your kid's really creative as opposed to athletic, right. they're still expending energy growing thinking the brain needs vertically well yeah. yeah and they're like they're they're growing right you you grow and your brain continues to develop until you're 25 yeah. so you need carbohydrates mm-hmm. and fats to fuel that and protein's still important yeah. but you've got to fuel that machine that's growing these tiny humans get right big. well the first thing they list for the mayo clinic for kids is proteins they're like that is the number one deficiency in american children yeah. is protein and i'm like because kids love pasta and mashed potatoes they go and, they and get toast. butter yeah. pasta and peanut butter and, and jelly toast. sandwiches. Yes. You go to a kid's menu mm-hmm. and it is all french fries yep. and, and chicken pasta fingers. and there's no protein on no, it. No, it's barely chicken fingers but that's breaded. It's and then breaded. It, the next thing they say is fruits, then vegetables, then grains and then dairies at the end and absolutely they say you need to limit. So this is kind of crazy because I was reading this th- study today that Kids have over 110 grams of sugar a day, added sugars a day in that. the American diet. Adults have over 270. That's because you go in first thing. You Starbucks. Go, Starbucks. Yeah. Your grande has got 57 grams of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I sent you an article the other day about Americans are the sickest out of the whole entire world because of our sugar diet. Well, yeah. the type 2 juvenile diabetes rate has also gone way up. Yeah. And that didn't used to be a thing. No. They Up until the 1980s, they didn't have a single case of recorded type 2 juvenile diabetes. The number one killer of kids used to be accidents in the 70s and 80s. And now it is leukemia. Mm-hmm. But number one. Leukemia. Really? Uh, cancers. Childhood So do you think cancers. that this is because of all the chemicals and garbage in our food? Well, that's kind of what the study was related to. Huh. was like, well, what were we doing in the 50s to 19... 19- 40s to 1970s where kids were actually literally falling out of windows like they would like lean over yeah. well you know parental <laughs> you supervision you see those baby cages yeah. that they had the baby cages that they have out of car accidents yeah. you know before car seats before were car a thing seats. right baby right. flew Set in a through the basket yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally or a tin yeah. basket yeah. with the dog so it was accidents and so the study basically said what were we doing in the 50s and to 50s to the 80s that where kids were dying of accidental like falling from a tree or drowning yeah. in the ocean and now it's like the children's hospitals are now a thing and they're corporatized and they pop their every in every major city because kids are getting sick, blood cancers and leukemia is like the highest. So this whole study linked it to diet and diet for I think Americans in general is just something you just I need I need I'm hungry, grab a snicker. You know, it's like where it's it's well that's it's, the whole that's their whole marketing campaign, I know. right? Well, it's hungry after, grab a Snickers is literally yeah. their slogan. Mm-hmm. Where it's like an afterthought. Where when you go to like Spain, we lived in Spain for like three months, and when they're hungry, when they're like, oh, I'm hungry, I need some salami, I need some maybe to go ham, I need some goat cheese, mm-hmm. I need a little salad and a glass of wine. You well, sit down and they bring you home. That's mm-hmm. what they put on the table. Yeah, right? and it's like so they were saying that all the foods that we have approved here in the United States. Not even a third of what we approve in our foods is available in the UK, Canada, or the EU, or even in middle, some Middle Eastern countries. They have much countries. stricter standards for yeah. for food, and you're microdosing it every day. So, so this is what the article was, the study was saying was that. 
So let's say that FDA says you can't have more than 0.5 of this in this gummy pack. But if you're, you put that gummy pack in your kid's lunch five days a week, they're now right. uh-huh. in to- they're now toxic because it's only 0.5 for like once a month. But they don't write that on the package. Right. right. But the recommendation and it's There's always workarounds. Well, because uh, America's free and right. parents should be able to free to decide what they want. Well, to do. you know what? And I think that that is true because listen, it's, it's, it's kind of a different conversation when we're talking about kids because kids are relying on parents to provide them with their food and to tell them what's good and what's not. But I'm going to, I'm going to use this example as an, as an adult, because I, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am a massive champion of education for nutrition. And mm-hmm. it's not that I want to judge or shame people. I never tell people, oh, you're a fat pig for eating that. Like, like, no, it's your body. It's your choice. And, I, and that's like, that's my hippie nature. But what I try to do is educate people on like meat isn't bad for you meat can be sustainable protein is your most important thing and also here are all the reasons why you shouldn't be eating these dyes because they're linked to all these cancers Mm -hmm. and diseases and it's just so you can take the education and take that knowledge and then do what you want with it right like we all know we are now at a point where everyone knows that smoking cigarettes is bad and can cause cancer carcinogenic right? right and if you still choose to smoke cigarettes you're an adult. Like, that's your choice. Yeah. By all means, go ahead. There are lots of things that are bad for you that people do anyway, right? Like, even driving fast in a car recklessly yeah. is bad for you, and people know it's illegal and know it's bad for you and do it anyway. Mm. It's your choice. But the thing is, is there's so much out there. We're just now getting to a point with nutrition where this science is available, yeah. and we can share this knowledge with how these foreign chemicals and preservatives and additives and colorings are affecting the bigger picture and affecting our health because the chronic health there, the health in this country is just really out of whack. And the the number of people with chronic disease and that are on medication is like 80%. It's imbalanced to the rest of the world though. And I always look, I always look at what the rest of the world's doing, right? I mean, you have the big companies It's what it is, is all about making money because like, even they're talking this, the solid starts, like they've Mm -hmm. talked about the baby led weaning, how you're saying, and you know, what were they doing? The what? 50s, 60s, 70s to, Mm -hmm. to, for all these accidents. And so, what happened for the, these companies is that they're the ones who told mom, I don't know what the time period it was, but they're the ones who told the moms, like, you don't need to worry. It's when, like, the quick, easy started, like, mm-hmm. everything, the convenience you know, meals. the TV dinner, and mac and things che- like and that. mac and cheese. And, and basically, that. mm-hmm. that's where the baby food, because before that, it wasn't like that. Kids like, ate whole foods. Your grandma made, like, you lived, another thing, just to add, didn't mean to cut you off, but just to add, People had a village, literally, no one, my granny was like, you kids, you, the way you live your life is all fucked up. Your kids are going to be fucked up because <laughs> Thanks, granny. she's like, you got, you don't live on the same block yeah. as your sisters and siblings and your mother. You need to live on the same block. So that way, when you're home from work late, your mom, ha- mom is always going to have hot food on the stove, but you guys are like, I want to buy a house here and I don't want to live next to <laughs> you. You bother me. You annoy me. Yeah. She was like, so then your kids grow up farther apart. So then when what your sister comes home is late and she's like, ah, McDonald's. But what if you had food on the stove and that's right. kind of like right. a part of it, we grew apart. Right. 
like right yeah. well the other thing too is like so like these companies they make you think that this is like the better faster way when like it was done the baby led weaning whole foods way forever so now they're trying to like reverse and be like no listen like this isn't a new way of thinking this is the old way of thinking like we're trying to snap you guys out of like you don't need to give like the the bot it's more expensive to give the jarred food Absolutely. because like because part of it is like accessibility and you know money and all that but like my uh, a standard lunch that I feed Junie is either a can of green beans or a can of kidney beans, mm-hmm. which are great sources of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, broccoli, I steam, I throw the broccoli in the microwave and steam it, and I boil a chicken. Yeah, like it's I, I can't eat. I don't know how much that would cost total, but like five less than ten dollars, totally. five dollars, like totally. mm-hmm. super cheap, and that will last like three days of lunch for her yeah well so it is like there are ways to give very high nutritional value foods that kind of hit check all the boxes in a cheap way well and we've all been exhausted and like i gotta feed my kid you have to right like because if it's just you you think about in your 20s and you're like oh i'm so exhausted I don't need to eat. I'm just gonna crash. Exactly. <laughs> I'll figure or it out tomorrow. I used to have like ice cream but, for Yeah, but you can't. Yeah. You, or you eat crackers because they're totally. in the in the cupboard, right? Yeah. But like you can't do that with a kid. And I think that if we focus more on like not just you can never do anything for convenience because it's not realistic. It's all about taking steps in the right direction. It's about healthy swaps. For example, instead of craft mac and cheese dinner. I will do a bonza protein pasta that comes from chickpeas or even a lentil pasta Mm because it has higher protein. And then you just add an organic chicken sausage or like an organic chicken on top with some olive oil, some sea salt. Boom. That dinner takes five Five minutes minutes to make. It does. And it's inexpensive. Goodles. So Skylar, I saw I was at Whole Foods and, you know, I always like search the aisles like in the morning where I have to drop off. And I saw this thing called Goodles, and it was next to the Goodles, not Goodles. G good, good, good. Goodles, like noodles, but good. Oh, like good noodles, Goodles. good noodles. <laughs> and it's right next to the Annie's, and I don't really buy Annie's pasta. Uh, I think that's fake healthy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I normally do the bonza, or I do some type of like pasta, and I do like goat cheese with some like almond milk to make it cheesy. But I saw this, and I was like, ah. Uh. And you know, my husband's been like, you know, hey quick dinners he's like she can have i don't necessarily overload on dairy like i said i'm 80 20 and it's dairy but the cheese is made out of like carrots and it's ground down to a powder everything on the box you can read and it has 17 grams of protein hmm. well and now serving. they make the box mac and cheeses that are organic grass-fed dairy yes. so if you are gonna and do Goodles the dairy is grass, so it's a good swap it even it takes like right now i left and i just made a pot and i had a leftover chicken breast and i diced it up there you go mix it all in it's cheesy it's good it's chicken and she's gonna love it well yeah. i also yeah. think that kids don't get as bored with food so we're sitting here as parents going oh my God, I'm feeding my my kid the same thing every single day or every other day. Yeah. They must hate me. They're not going to like their food. They're not going to trust me with food. They actually don't care because their palates aren't that refined. And yeah. it is important to introduce them to different foods. But you don't have to worry about every day mixing up the menu, right? Yeah. If you've got a staple like chicken breast, broccoli, and a bean, mm-hmm. like that can be your foundation because yeah. it's all it checks all of the box with you've got your plant and your animal proteins, so you've got your complete amino acids, and mm-hmm. then you've 
also got, especially with green beans, you've got your chlorophyll, you've got your, your micronutrients happening as well with your broccoli. And so all of that stuff is going to check the boxes in terms of nutrition, because at the end of the day, what are you trying to do? You're trying to keep your kid alive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Fed is best is, is the saying. Oh, oh yeah. Fed is always best. Fed is always the, best. I love the Fed is best saying. I know. Love it, love and it, love it. I, but I do think the quality of Fed is... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, if you have, if you can't, if you... Part of it is the education, like, learning, because... What you feed your kid is also what you grew up eating. So it's kind of a passed on from generation to generation, you know. So I feel like that's part of it. It's if you weren't taught, you know, these different foods to feed your kid, you're you're going to fall into the same pattern that you were taught. Well, it's interesting you say that because I have this theory about comfort foods. So like my parents always took us to McDonald's. We were at McDonald's three times a week. Cause again, back to the convenience factor. And at the time we didn't know how bad McDonald's was. We didn't know all yeah. the chemicals. These ingredients weren't published, et cetera. Right. So my, one of my comfort foods is McDonald's and I haven't had McDonald's in years yeah. now, but even in my twenties, if I had like drank too much the night before going through a breakup or whatever, just yeah. feeling down in general, yeah. I would want McDonald's yeah. mm-hmm. and it's because it was McDonald's and pizza, McDonald's and pizza. Mm-hmm. And I still love pizza and I still eat pizza, but, but it's more n- refined. Now, it's more refined. Pay, yeah. <laughs> now I get the, like, I Bougie go to pizza. an amazing yeah. Italian spot where they hand make the pizza and they're, they're, they're getting like the cheese from Italy and all this stuff. Right. But the point is, is if you set that precedent, that's what's to be expected. And that's what your kids are going to go to when they go off to college or they move out and they're missing home what are they going to do? They're going to reach for the comfort food. So that comfort food is what you are defining and it is what you are shaping. You're shaping their palate right now. So I think it is important to set those precedents. Right. Mm -hmm. I I will say in the study, what was, what stood out the most to me when I read it was the fact that it does not matter how much money you have to be nutrition ignorant with your kids. So they did Mm a interview with like doctors and lawyers and what do you give your kid for a snack? And they were like, oh, Hidden Valley bars. or, And these people are high net worth people because they were just trying to show in the study that it's Amer- it's the American diet. Right. Even it's really intelligent in our people yeah. will give their kids fruit snacks. But I'm talking about like gummy bears, mm-hmm. Haribo. Mm-hmm. Those Welsh's and, snacks. And they'll yeah. give them Lunchables. Like doc- other, do- like let's say a, a doctor, a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And the, he's like, well, Lunchables, is that bad? But they're experts, and it only proves that you can be an expert in one arena, and that's why parents yeah. should always keep learning. And always, that's like my favorite saying about parents as you age and as your children age. You think, well, they're fifteen now; they're on their own. But like you're, you don't get stuck because they're still learning to do. Because I do think no, it's not a wealth thing. Because I thought, is this economical? Like when you only have ten bucks, is is the two nine two ninety nine menu at McDonald's more feasible for you? But it did not because it was like the doctor sometimes comes home from work and she's like McDonald's line. Yeah. Yeah. Doctors are notoriously known for being unhealthy. But (laughs) but you want to know why that is? It's because doctors in their med school degree, in their medical degree, they have to take one nutrition class. Yeah. One. It's three hours. I mean, you're a doctor. We, you're we, no, we, we dealt with the same thing with in physical therapy. You know, you, we get patients coming in telling us their GP, their general practitioner, that they're essentially the first line of defense for musculoskeletal issues. We'll tell them the most... Like, be, like you uh, should like, drink some skim milk every yeah, day. Yeah, just, just not correct <laughs> advice at all. Um, 
And like you, their education in school on musculoskeletal stuff is like mm. one course. Or it's whatever. one course. Because it's like three hours. It's a one course requirement. So much about everything else. So that's such a. They, it's just not their forte. And yeah. and you know, good doctors will refer you right away to some dietitian who knows. or a practicing nutritionist. Yeah, but there aren't. You know, we've had to undo a lot of harm that doctors have done to patients about certain things about so diet yeah so yeah. It, the, the diet it like doctors are my sister always says i mean she works at a hospital she owns a company that deals with the hospital she's always like doctors are into prescribing and treating a thing disease so disease. doctors we've talked about this before where yeah. doctors it's not about wellness it's not about functioning at an optimal level no it's about correcting an illness an injury an accident it's correcting a disease. And mm-hmm. so you are, they're not looking about what you're eating on a day-to-day basis. And if you even have a question about that, look at what they serve for hospital food. Mm-hmm. When they bring you that platter, when you're in the hospital, you're like, I, I lost my mind when yeah. I was brought the food, like the carton minute made sugar water and just the crap they brought. I sent my husband out for every single meal. Cause I'm like, I refuse to make myself ill. I'm supposed to be prioritizing my recovery and my health and wellness right now. What are they doing Mm -hmm. feeding people this food? And it's a business. It's cheap. It's Mm -hmm. easy. Unfortunately, I mean, I will end with this because, you know, we're not a political podcast. (laughs) There is a saying that says Americans are too free. And uh, what that means to me is that when they talk about capitalism on a corporate level, they talk about, you know, corporations run the U.S. They lobby the government. They get these microdosing these nutrients in these gummy snacks. The FDA is one of the most powerful lobbying arms that the U.S. government has over tobacco. It used to be oh, tobacco. Yeah. The sugar industry is bigger than sugar tobacco. huge. Too. Yeah, sugar. Yeah, yeah, they're part of the FDA, but the sugar lobbyists, I mean, forget it. They microdose sugar all day long to keep us all addicted. Mm-hmm. You got to look at it, read a label to see if there's any added sugars. Yep. It's hard to find. Mm-hmm. And basically, so people say, oh, Americans are too free because if the government could like regulate the amount of sugar they put in there or if these corporations didn't dictate and say all natural and it has like 50 grams of added sugar because that's not regulated to write all natural on a box mm-hmm. that so they were like my this is my girlfriend in europe and she's like maybe you guys are too free maybe you guys have too much maybe corporations are too free to mislead you because you guys aren't doing the research because what parent what parent has the time you just right. trust to you sit, trust you that trust the, the label yeah. well and that's part of why circling back that's why i spread all of this stuff on instagram because Ooh. it's like listen you cannot trust the fda you cannot trust the government educate yourself here take this information i'm gonna leave yeah. her here yeah. do what you want with it yeah. if you if you're not interested if you don't yeah. care yeah. that's just fine yeah. but it here it is for those of you that are like oh man i thought this was healthy i thought this was a better option I oh i hear that all the time i hear that all the those little like what are those little juice bottles things it's the like smoothies boxes, yeah. well it's like a smoothie it's like it's like healthy and it has like greens and spinach in it but also like 40 grams of added sugar i forget what it's called but you get it around the evolution juice one of those yeah. and it's like and i'm like you're those eating juices it. are always well i'm like you're, sugar. i said you're eating two snickers bars yeah. i told my girlfriend that's yeah. like a, you might as well eat a snicker yeah <laughs> <laughs> you might as well enjoy your sugar exactly yeah. okay yeah. well before we just to, to put a pin on the nutrition like i noticed that you la do all of these here's some exercises you can do with your kid and yes. and i really really like this because some days I have days where I do not have, we just talked about this, uh, an hour and a half, two hours to go to the gym, commute, shower, all of that stuff, and get childcare to do said things, mm-hmm. right? 
And I see that you post these things on Instagram and dare to be active. Well, I guess on Instagram, but I, but more or less you grab the kid and you're like, all right, let's put the kid on the back and do some push-ups yeah. or some cat cows yeah. or like, yeah. here's a stretch. You could let's do some squats, right? Yeah. Because that's like a 30 pound medicine ball that Legit. you're carrying. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a real workout. Every time that I have to go up my stairs and then down and then back again, carrying my, my, bulb of a human he's he's he's, he's no he's no assistance with like he doesn't hang on boys don't hang on he's yeah. just like a, no, he's he, like a sack of potatoes you hold him and he's a like wet spaghetti noodle yeah. yeah he doesn't help at all and i'll go upstairs and be like oh man i forgot something and then but i can't leave him there so i take him back downstairs and then i go up again and my my ring will go are you exercising right yeah. now <laughs> no i am not yes yes you are um, as a mom with a young child that counts it does that counts it counts towards my cat that's like that's why i started wearing my ring again Yes. It's because I'm like, how many? It's not about the calories I'm burning in my 45 minute workout. Right. No. It's about how, Daily. yeah, how many steps, yeah. how many stairs. It's the cumulative throughout the day. Yeah. Like when you have an, a young child, young baby, like it's accumulated. There's no block of time. Even like, yes, you can put your baby down and like do stuff, which I highly encourage and I've done. But mm-hmm. even then, it's like okay, at 15 minutes in, the baby starts crying. Like, yeah. there's, it's not a continuous ever. Like, no, yeah. that's so rare. So, like, just sprinkle it in throughout your day. Like, I've just, we're starting to post this series called, like, Movement Snacks because, like, that's how we want people to think about, you know, we've always pushed, like, look, just how do we be more active throughout mm-hmm. the day? And, like, if you think of it as, like, a little snack, just add it into your daily routine. Like, and you can go have your actual snack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's exactly. a big difference. I mean, yeah. so many studies about um, 15 minute burst of yep. exercise, not burst, you just have to be at high intensity. It can be like 15 minutes of like lunges or squats or a glute burnout, right? Like, glute you get burnout. sore from that. You do. And they're saying if you do three of those a day, and if you're not that type of person that need that, that can have the time for a 45 minute workout. But they're saying that you still get the same benefits. Right. Yeah. Or this whole, I think the old science was it needs to be continuous for 30 seconds yeah. or 30 minutes yeah. in order for it to count. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, I feel like I just went to a physical therapy conference and, you know, attended some stuff about knees and arthritis, which I thought was really interesting. And then I went to like a fitness dosing thing where they say like physical therapists don't really dose exercise very well mm. because they're, um, or they don't dose it high enough because they're more of a, of a, like a rehab brain and not as much of like a, a fitness in the gym exercise physiologist oh. trainer brain. Um, so anyways, they're just discussing that, but you know, Basically, what they're saying is the problem is people don't get enough activity, period. Like, it's like zero. What's your need, right? Your non-exercise activity. What's the T? Non-exercise activity thermogenesis, right? Like, that's your need? That's like how many, like, that's that's how many calories you are burning from non-exercise exercise non-gym that's just like you're yeah. walking to your car yeah, yeah, put, yeah. taking you're carrying your kid upstairs yeah. getting up in the middle of the night and going to the bathroom like right. it's all of your right. movement and they said that that is far they're saying that that's far more important than your 45 minute pilates versus hit versus boxing versus whatever yeah i mean i think that's the main takeaway that i got from a lot of you know the stuff that i'm seeing now and at that conference is just like 
Of course, if you're training for something specific and you have very specific goals, you need to be doing specific things to get to those goals. 100%. If you're going to run a marathon, you got to train for a marathon. You have to run. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. But for general population, it doesn't really matter as much. It's just the fact that you do it and you're consistent with it. And consistency is the biggest thing. So I'm always, you know... I don't care. Like, I get so um, frustrated sometimes with, like, the fitness industry because it's, like, it's very negative. Yeah. yeah. Even the physical therapy. It, yeah. Like, everybody's like, you're doing this wrong, or why would you do that exercise? That exercise is stupid. I'm like, why? I literally just recorded a video of me, like, going on a little rant, which I did obviously didn't post. But, like, this is essentially what I ranted about is, like, what if we just were positive around all anything that had to do with like exercise like if somebody's wants to do burpees if you hate burpees and you think they're so stupid why don't you don't just do tell them. that person no i mean like as <laughs> as like as, for a client right. if they like doing burpees i hate burpees as their trainer right. i would tell them you know what i love that you love burpees let's keep doing burpees but i'm going to show you how to do them in the best most safe Safest, and yeah. You know, I'm going to set you up for success for that exercise if that's what you love to do. Right, right. Like, I wish that's how we spoke around different things. But they don't. Versus, like, I know, I that's just, so stupid. I'm, like, yeah. just keep encouraging people to, to do be what active. they love. Yeah. And then, obviously, you can show them different ways to do things. But, I don't know, I just get so frustrated sometimes. Because the bigger issue is that people don't move. move. Or yeah. they'll, like, they're afraid to, or they're like, well, I don't, I hate doing this, but I feel like I have to, and then it's an obligation. Yeah. And so, so if you, like, I think moral of the story is, find something you love and do that. Yeah. Whatever that yeah, is. Even 100%. if it's, like, yeah. kicking up your music, taking a shot of tequila, and dancing around your that, I mean, yeah. hello. I, mean, I, I have to stop exercising. I over-exercise, apparently. You do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. That's a story for another time. Yes, yes, thanks is. for Cheers. joining us. Dr. L.A., thanks for coming back and joining us for our 50th 50s, congratulations. We're 50. We're 50. We don't look a day over 25. Are you kidding? I don't see a wrinkle in this room except for maybe me. No. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.